beautiful people of the universe. How's everybody doing today? My name is Elizabeth Danielle Pujadas, and you are listening to Shine Brighter with Liz, a podcast on personal growth and lifestyle development. And I'm so excited for today's episode. Okay, guys, let me give you a little backstory. It's been a minute. I recorded this episode in May. Um, But you know what? Like life has just been ups and downs. I've dropped episodes that I recorded recently and still haven't dropped some episodes that I recorded while in quarantine. So I'm trying to get back in the podcast game. So give me some grace on that. But this episode is a really, really great one. Today's guest is none other than Serena fucking Kerrigan. Yes, her middle name is fucking. Serena left her role at Refinery29 in early 2020 to expand her personal brand, SFK, the queen of confidence. This title emerged from Serena fucking Kerrigan, a persona she created during her freshman year at Duke University as a humorous way to shield against her own insecurities. Serena grew in her self-esteem and the nickname quickly became more than just an alter ego. What started as a makeup separation identity soon evolved into the queen of confidence, a symbol for all women that stand for authenticity, sexual freedom, loving ourselves unapologetically. And Serena's brand has caught more than just the attention of her peers. She's collaborated and created content for high power companies, including Air France, Amazon, Google, Bumble, Svetka, In March, Serena observed the changing digital dating landscape and seized an opportunity to create, produce, and host the first reality TV show entirely on Instagram Live. It's called Let's Fucking Date. Each week, Serena goes on a set-up, blind first date with thousands of her fans and friends watching in real time. Immediately following the date, Serena hosts a live after show, allowing her followers weigh in and discuss what they just witnessed. The show has been growing in popularity every week. And that is just the tip of the iceberg, you guys. I'm telling you, Serena is fucking awesome. Um, Remember, this episode was recorded back in May in the beginning of quarantine. So just keep that in mind when listening and uh, enjoy the show. Enjoy this episode. It's a great one. All right, we are recording. Thank you so much for saying yes to being on my podcast. I'm so excited to have you on as a guest today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Okay. So the first question I love to ask all of my guests is just tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, who were you like as a child? What did you want to be when you grew up? And really, like, what's been your journey from like childhood to where you are now? Like, yeah. Got it. Okay. Life story. Um, (laughs) I grew up in New York City, born and raised. Um, My mom is from Argentina, so I'm fluent in Spanish. My entire family on that side is from Buenos Aires um, and lives there. And my parents are both in the entertainment industry. They're both producer, writer, directors. And I'm an only child. And since I was a little girl, like I always wanted to perform. I was always like staring at myself in the mirror. Like I was always super talkative. That was like my, like always on like every like report I would get from my teachers. It was like Serena won't stop talking. So like looking back, it's just like, I'm the same exact person that I was when I was a child. Like, and I really found career that lets me really just embrace all the things that are so true to me, um, which is that I inspire, you know, my audience to love themselves unapologetically and to, you know, love life and to stop caring what people think and to be sexually free. And that's just, you know, my whole trajectory is like figuring out how I was just very, from a young age, I always wanted to be famous. I remember when I was little. And I remember like distinctly when I was like five or six, my dad was like, being famous isn't a career. <laughs> and he was like, so like, 
pick something else. And so I was like, okay, I want to be an actress. And he was like, well, like my parents were just like very concerned that they, cause they obviously work so closely with actors that like, I wouldn't have agency over the opportunities that I had. And they were really like keen on me creating them for myself. Mm-hmm. So they were like, if you want to be an actress, write the movie that you would be in. Right. So I kind of just like got a little like sidetracked and with the acting and I ended up finding what I, the best thing, which was like, I just get to be myself mm-hmm. and I'm a personality. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I was always dead set on becoming super successful, super well-known and, making it happen day by day. Yes, and you totally are. I mean, I love your content. It's so funny because I feel like the things that you say are the things that people like think in their mind, but they don't say out loud. Like yeah. I watch your content. I'm like, she's my inner, like that sass, that voice when you're drunk. You're like, I'm that bitch. I'm hot. Like, but you just give me that pep talk and you're so, like I was just watching the one right now. You're like online dating and you're just like that FaceTime date. And you're, you're so, I don't know, just like so confident and like that best friend that you just need to kind of like smack you a couple of times and remind you like you're a queen bitch. Like that's just, that's you. And I love totally. it. So, totally. but, but when did SFK like become, I went on your website. I know it was when you went to Duke, right? You went to Duke. Mm-hmm. So just tell the audience, like who is SFK? When was she born? Like, what was that evolution? So I was just really insecure when I went to Duke. Like I was insecure basically my entire life. Um, And I really like, I was so excited to go to, I was from New York City. I was going to school in the South. Duke is an amazing school. I was so excited. I love the idea of like, you know, not living with my parents, like living with all my friends, like being around hot guys, like going to a bar. Like it was just like so fun. But I really felt just really insecure in the beginning. Like I felt like no one I felt really invisible. I felt like no one wanted to make out with me. I just felt like, I don't know, I felt very out of place. And I I really like can't remember the exact moment, but I just was like, I'm just going to start introducing myself as Serena fucking Kerrigan and tell everyone that I changed illegally. And like, and I just did. And I think that now looking back, like it was obvious that I needed like a persona or I needed a crutch to make me feel good, but it, it wasn't that formulated back then. People just thought I was being really fucking extra, um, which I was. And it did really help me with my confidence because I created this persona that wasn't me, but like was extra and larger than life and was like, I'm fucking hot. I'm amazing. Like, and I really didn't feel that way at the time. And I think that, you know, over time I realized that SFK, like I eventually Serena and SFK became one and I, I did feel that confidence. Um, but I realized that like, after my journey that what I did wasn't hard for anyone to do and it was free and it was actually just like a really easy thing for people to gain their confidence. So I was like, what if I start sharing my journey and what if I eventually make this into an actually lucrative business where I'm really helping women, um, you know, like build up that confidence. Yeah. And just be the Queens that they are. Yeah. Cause I feel like, women we 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 obviously lack confidence and I feel like even when you I feel like it's just so much pressure to be a certain way like you can't be so I mean not that you can't be but like 
you talk about your sexuality so openly. And I find that so awesome because as a kid, I was so sexual. Like as a little girl, I was like making out with girls, with boys. I was like, I love it. And like, I was, it wasn't like this like slutty thing. It was just like, no, it was just this expression of love and connection. And as the older you get, it's like shamed. You're like, you're a whore, you're this, you're that. You have labels. Like you have to be a certain way. Oh no, if you want a guy to like you, like you have to let him chase. You have to do this. It's it's like this whole, like it just literally puts you in this box of like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to be. And, you know, it's just like, I feel that women, we start getting categorized in all of these things. So I don't know, I would say how, what would you say to somebody that's like lacking that confidence? Like, what would you say to somebody that's like, maybe never ever had confidence or has had confidence, but now they're losing it? Like, how do people regain that? You know, because I know that confidence is a skill. It's not like something you just wake up with, like motivation. It's like, something you have to practice. Totally. I mean, I think that it's uh, what I found helpful was the same way I created a persona. It was that I like created someone outside of myself and I saw that person as not other than actually me. And I admired that person. So I really think that if you look in the mirror, like you can start talking to yourself as if you're an actual human being. I mean, like, you look so good today. Like, you're going to crush your presentation. And, like, actually having that dialogue out loud, I think it humanizes you. And it's, like, very difficult to be abusive towards... You're not going to look in the mirror. I mean, maybe some people do. But it's a lot harder, I think, to look in the mirror and be like, you're fucking disgusting. Like, you're stupid as fuck. Versus being like, you're amazing. Like, you're going to crush this. And I think the more that you have that positive dialogue actually out loud... um, you begin to be more accepting of yourself. Like you really are just like stuck with who you are. And so like, why would you waste your time? Like hating yourself? Like, yes. Like you can get cosmetic surgery. Yes. You can become smarter and read more books. Like, of course we can all make improvements, but like baseline, like you should start accepting who you are because once you start accepting it, you'll start liking who you are. And in terms of the thing about sexuality, like it's something that like I grappled with too, because I was super sexual since I was like a little girl. Like I love masturbating. Like I like have a diary since my first kiss. Like I've written everything down about boys. Like same. I know I heard that all of yours, like the boys. Yeah. But I think part of the reason that I did that and I was so obsessive was because I was indoctrinated from a young age to think that like my self-worth was tied to men and like having sex would make me more beautiful or make me feel more beautiful. Um, Or like, you know, so it's like when I was at Duke, I remember specifically like all my friends like made out with someone the first week and like I didn't and I like, I felt horrible. Like I felt like worthless. Like I was disgusting. And I feel so bad for that girl because that's just something that we're brainwashed to think that women all of our, you know, are how we present our, on the outside has anything to do with what's in. And um, so I, you know, I, it's funny, like, I think at first, like, I was scared to talk so much about sex on my, in my content because my grandma, who I'm very close with, like, is, like, from a fucking different era. Like, she's, like, 50s, like, Mad Men, Pan Am, stewardess vibes, like, super, like, doesn't even say the curse words, like, doesn't, like, doesn't even say the word, like, damn. You know what I mean? So here am I talking about, like, getting, like, squirting or getting fingered or whatever the fuck. And it's just, like, ah. And I thought I was, like, okay, but, like, women do talk about this. So, like, this isn't, like, like, women do talk about sex. And, like, we talk about it openly and we love it. And, I just, I hate the double standard that men can do it and we can't. And if we do, then we're either the virgin or the Madonna whore. It's a Madonna whore complex. And that's like something that I just, it's so tired. It's so outdated. And I think that someone said to me once, they said, the reason why your brand is so unique and very different is 
because you're able to be sexually free and, and empowering, but still remaining feminine. Because I find that a lot of women in the past that like, and women that I, by the way, I look up to tremendously, like Chelsea Handler, like I read her first book when I was like 15 and I was like, this is, I'm going to be her. But I think that women, you know, before me and they paved the way. So this is not a criticism. I think they had to take on a more of a masculine approach, right? Like when I think about Chelsea Handler's stories, I'm like, it's kind of like a bro, like being like, yeah, fuck this, fuck that. So like, I try to find a way to like present it in a way that's like, I'm very feminine. I'm girly. I still like, I'm presenting that way. I'm empowered, but I'm still going to talk about getting fucked. Yeah. Cause I can't. Yeah. And I love it because again, like I said, it's, I even told one of my cousins, my cousins, you know, it's so interesting. Like I, I'm a very, thank you for sharing all that, by the way. Like my, um, like I said, when I was younger, I was a lot more of like this confident person, but I've, as I've gotten older, I feel like I've gotten more into this, like be more, um, I don't know, like, again, this, this little box and my cousin, yeah. she's a lot like you where she's very like, oh, I, I'm just like, he just wants to take me out to dinner. Just take me out to dinner. I'll take it for the free meal. Like she's very funny in that way, similar to you. Um, yeah. but I feel like I don't know how to be myself in that arena when it comes to like dating and stuff like that. So let's talk a little bit about your show that you started, obviously quarantine. So I guess we should even backtrack it to just quarantine. I know you had your birthday in quarantine and then now like you've been like dating. So you're doing quarantine completely by yourself, right? I am. I've been alone for now, what, like three months? Yeah. I mean, I started quarantining by myself and I obviously like panicked like everyone did. And then I was like, I'm just going to see this as an opportunity to like focus. And honestly, like I, I've grown 25, I've doubled my follower count in two months. Like I've like, I, my live show, my dating show, let's fucking date, which like last night we broke a record for how many people watched it. And like, it's just been like, you know, I was just, I was just on the phone with my friend and I was like, I wouldn't have like grown this much this fast if it wasn't for quarantine. Like, obviously like it's so shitty, but like the level of focus that I've been, like, I don't think about anything but work ever. And it's just like, I just, yeah, I'm just like very grateful that I just been like zeroing in on content and creating and all the things that like kind of limited me before don't anymore. Like, I don't have time. Like, yeah, bitch, you do. Or like, oh, like, oh, like, I don't have like, you know, a cameraman or my hair and makeup. It's like too fucking bad. Like do it yourself. You know, it's just like all those things that I felt like made me doubt myself. Like I, I kind of just had to be like, no, like just do it. Cut it out. And then it gave me more and more confidence. I think that everyone's going to have self-doubt, but I think the way to get rid of it is just to say no, to swat it like a fly, do it. And then you realize that you could do it. And then you feel more confident the next time. Right. So let's talk about your birthday. So how was that for you? Like being in quarantine on your birthday? I mean, you look like you've made it such a positive experience and you should I mean, beautifully. That's, yeah. That's kind of just my whole brand and vibe and personality is just like, I'm someone who always sees the glass half full. I always see the best in things. Like I'm someone who's like the biggest birthday bitch ever. Like I was having a party with 350 people scheduled, like done, like ready to go. And obviously it got canceled. And I was completely alone on my birthday. I was seeing this guy for a little bit and he like kind of like goes to me around my birth. Like I was like fully alone. And honestly, I really had the best day ever. I did all the things that made me happy, which is just like taking a fire photo, drinking, (laughs) FaceTiming with friends, eating cake. Like I was just like, you know, and, and, and it's funny that I was really one of the first to have their birthday in quarantine because now everyone else is having it and like whatever. But like, I kind of like set, like set the bar. I'm like, you can have an amazing birthday. Like, you know, 
at the end of the day, birthdays are really about your relationships with people because that's the day that they're like, I love you. You mean so much to me. And so like, I felt that way more than ever because every, it was a Sunday and everyone reached out to me. Like there wasn't like, like you, the only person that didn't was like one of my ex-boyfriends, fine, whatever, fuck him. <laughs> it was like, it was just like a day where it was just like, not like no one had an excuse not to because we're in quarantine. Yeah. So I think and that that's back to everybody. You replied back to me. I was like, oh my. God. Oh, I apply, I reply back to all my DMs, which I'm going to stop doing. Like I, I was just having this conversation today. I was like, I feel so stressed out because like I like I think I'm growing faster than I like anticipated, and I just I have, feel like I have my hands in all these different things, and um, like I don't know what to do. Like I I feel like like I'm just so I'm like honestly stressed out right now you caught me at I think this is good your followers will your your audience will like this because it's me being real and vulnerable yeah. to all the other podcasts I'm on I feel like I answered the same question but it's just like it's just like I'm I this is everything I've wanted and I'm like oh my god like this is just like I'm getting overwhelmed you know and I, I really do respond to every dm because I, I feel like it's so important to cultivate a relationship with my audience like I feel like that's what the brand is about it's about empowering them and like but like I literally just looked at my phone and I had like five paragraphs be like can I have some advice and I'm just like ah like I don't know like now I have to start saying no because like I just can't I don't have the time it's just like I don't it's a lot I can't believe it's already five o'clock I'm like what so I feel like you should do some like private confident coaching like I I do I do I do, but I feel guilty because I feel like I started doing that. And I think that that's I'm like, kind of I would be like, she's my confidence coach. Like, no, I do. Why not like, like a coach? No, like, like, I did it. I did it. I spoke to a six-year-old woman yesterday. We talked for what? an hour. She called me crying. She left smiling. It's like what I, it's God. totally what I'm born to do. And I'm so happy to do it. But I think that that's the thing. It's like, even like with like birthday messages, like I used to, people would be like, can you send a video? And I was like, sure. Now I'm like, go to cameo. Cause like, that's what it's, I can't, like, I can't like pick and choose who I do. For, like, I just like, I can't, it's just like, it's so, it's so crazy. Like, but it's just growing pains and I'm not, I'm not complaining at all. It's just like, I'm someone who's such a yes person and I'm beginning to realize like, no, like now it's time to start saying no. And it's not, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you like ungrateful. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. Like I'm like, because when I think about like, I DM Kim Kardashian all the time. I'm like, I fucking love scams. I love you. She doesn't respond. I'm not offended. You know, she can't. I get it. it. Right. So, but you know what, when then they do, it means so much more too. When that, when they, when they do reach out that one second, you're just like, Oh my God. Like Mark Anthony put my grandmother on a story because she was going to his concert. And I put her on my story saying she's going to Mark Anthony's concert. And he reposted her and then like made her day because she was like so fucking happy. That's so cute. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your dating show. Like this started because of quarantine, right? Yeah, it did. I, I felt very lonely and I'm someone who's like super, you know, career focused, driven and never really was dating. I haven't been dating in a while. And I felt really like alone. And I just was very curious on like why I had that anxiety about dating. And like, why did I all of a sudden want like a boyfriend, a Corona boyfriend? Like what was like going on? And I did a lot of research. Like I read an article for Refinery29. It was like interviewed by Bustle. I like, I interviewed a cultural anthropologist and a therapist and friends. And it's totally normal that when there's a crisis of this size, you kind of start to think about what you have, what you don't have, what's important to you. And Mm. but honestly, like, I'm so glad I didn't have anyone here because I wouldn't have put, I wouldn't have created that show. Like that show, like let's fucking date, like happened because I was like lonely. And I was like, I want to just date. And like, 
what there's what better time it was like a combination of like I want to entertain people on Friday nights because that's the night I usually like go out and I want you know to like meet people and like it's more fun if like we have an audience I always think everything's more fun when you have an audience so the show's just like taking off Oh my God. It's so fun. And I feel like when you first started it, I would miss it. Cause I didn't know when it was. And then everybody would be talking about it. And I felt like I was missing out. So I was like, wait, wait, I didn't see it. Like I didn't see it. So now that you have like a whole page for it, I'm so happy because I can go back and watch it or like skim through it and be like, Oh my God, that's so funny. Or follow the guy that you dated and just be like, Oh my God, look, like it's, it becomes like a reality TV show it's where you're a reality kind of, TV show. it's a reality TV show on Instagram. Like you're, you're genius at this. Like it's so good. Thank so you. what's like, have you had a lot of in the past or in general, like um, being nervous on dates? I feel like you're so yourself. Like, how do you, I think you know, the one note in general is that I'm really intense. And I'm like, I don't fuck around. And I got in that note on the show, especially like I intimidate the shit out of some of the guys. So I think that I'm learning to kind of like, and I think that that's part of being me because when like my self-defense mechanism, right. For when I'm nervous and insecure is to be SFK. And if you like watch and for last night example, I went on a date with Val who was our second date. And He's I went back. Guy. Yeah. And I went back on to our first date to watch it. Cause I was like, I don't remember anything you said. I have to watch it. And I was like, that's so funny. That was SFK. SFK was on the date. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Serena. And everyone was like, oh my God, you're in love with Val. Like you're going to get married. Like, oh my God. But I was like, no, but like, because they don't realize that like, yeah. like I like him. Like obviously like we hit it up with great chemistry, but that was Serena on that second date who was like way more like, so it's so funny. It seems like I kind of have personality disorder, but I, or multiple personality, but I don't, it's just more just like when I get nervous or like I'm feeling unsure, I just turn on SFK. Like a wall. And then, not really a wall, it's just more like, if they're like, how would you describe yourself? I'd be like, a bad bitch. Whereas like Serena would be like, I'm like sensitive and like, you know, caring and loyal. And like, I love being the center of attention, right? So it's like the two different, like, SFK is just like, let me fucking tell you. And Serena's like, me right now, like a nice person, <laughs> mean, but it's just like, it's like a little more relaxed and reserved. And, and I think that it was interesting last night that my audience like thought I was totally smitten, which by the way, like I really did think we had great chemistry and it was super yeah, fun yeah. and like we're texting and like whatever. But I also think it was maybe one of the first times that they really did see me also in the context of a date. Sure. But also just like really see like my vulnerability and like just me being like a sweet girl on a date, which yeah. I didn't really show before. Yeah. No, I feel like also it's because like he has a little bit of your personality where he's also very like out there and like kind of like um, also has a little bit of a persona. I saw there was a part where he like did a joke and like I was just like skipping through and he like says a joke and you completely ignore the joke. You're like, um, and then he's like, like you can tell he was a little nervous, but like, I don't think you caught it because you were answering the question, but it was the way you answered it. So I could tell like the way he reacted was that he was like, maybe she didn't like my joke. Like I could tell it was so fucking funny. I like can't rewatch it. It's too cringy for me. So how do you find your guy? Like your, your, your dates? Are you just like, Hey, want to go on a date? And like be a part of my No, I actually don't know anyone I go on a date with. Like it's totally blind. I have no idea. We have people submit. um, If you have anyone to submit. Okay. Uh, address is called date sfk at gmail.com and and we have a lot of submissions it's just like it's tough like you know we like tried a couple of reality tv people we tried like normal people like it, you have to like kind of see what sticks it, it, it's just like a chemistry thing too you know and and um 
it's not like we have a casting team, like the bachelor where like, you, you know, there's chemistry tests and like, there's a tons of back end that goes into those shows. This is like, we decide, like, I'm pretty sure like today we, I, I was told like we have the guys for tomorrow. Like, yeah, but like, it's like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's also hard to convince people to go on the show that, you know, aren't like already seasoned at it because like the seasoned people don't give a fuck, but like get it asking like normal guys that I actually would want to date in New York city. It's tough to convince them to go on a dating show. So we're just like, we just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Are you looking to like fall in love with one of the guys and then just be like shows done? Or are you also just like, I love having dates and it's fun to connect. I think that I'm just, I'm like, I feel like I'm so young. I'm 26 years old. Like I'm not looking to settle down. I'm so career oriented, but I am super open-minded. And like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just like, I haven't met the right, I don't know if I've met the right person, but like, I'm obviously dating. Like I wouldn't like shut it out if it was like the right person. Yeah. I'm, de- I'm dating the most I've ever dated in like five years. So. So you talk a little bit about like saying that you're super cor- like career orientated and like relationships have never really been like a priority because you're just super focused. I feel like I'm very similar to you in that aspect. And I think I also shut it out because I feel like it's a distraction. Do you feel like relationships distract you? Like, do you feel like hundred percent action? Yeah. hundred percent. Like, it's just like, it's like, like even hooking up was like, I was like dating someone like around, you know, like, and the constant, like, are we going to hang out? Like, should I not plan something for tonight? Because I might see him. Like, I just like, I can't, like, I just can't. I, I, I'm someone who really does. Like, I don't know. I, I find that I get really distracted. I think other people don't. I think that they're willing to like lead on with their lives. I think that I'm someone who just like, I'm all in or I'm not. And I think that right now I just like, I can't be all in. Yeah. What about like dating apps? Do you do any of that? I have them, but I, I haven't even checked them in like a month. I don't care. I find them to be so. It's like, like yeah. I so I've never did a dating app before. Like I was in a relationship for five years. I start. I'm 25, so I was in a relationship for five. So I was 20, and then now like <laughs> we've been like hanging out, but not together. And it's like, oh, you're on a dating app. What dating app? Oh, you're a hinge. You're a hinge person. That's really, so I'm more like it's been like that. But um, I don't know. I just so I I also don't really like the whole um. I guess it's because we didn't grow up like that. You know, like when you're young, like you like somebody, you hung out with them. Like you always met people in person. So this like super. Yeah, I know. But I think that like, it's an introductory app. Like I think the way to meet them is to FaceTime them, especially in quarantine. Like I think that like going on the dating apps is fine. I don't need to because I have the show. But like, I think like if you're going to match with someone, like you need to FaceTime them immediately. Like I find the small talk just to be so annoying. But like you might as well just like talk to them immediately because you'll know instantly if you like them or not. You know, I feel like that's weird. Like, what's your advice on doing yeah, that? I mean, I know you did that. Like, that's not weird. That's why I'm doing the show to show that's not fucking weird. Like, what is the worst that can happen? Like, you don't like each other? Cool. End the FaceTime. Like, there's literally like, there's just like the stakes are so low. For me, what's more weird is spending four hours with someone with knowing the f- within the first five minutes that I don't want to be on the date anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, going out to drinks with a guy. I mean, like, fuck. I just got roped into it. That to me is way more weird and way more of a waste of time. I'd rather match with someone, FaceTime them, get a vibe. Because if you, because like the foundation of any great relationship is communication. So if you can't have a 45 minute conversation on FaceTime, you're not going to last. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I feel like I'm very weird though. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like you're not I'm not at all. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're literally not at all. I've interviewed so many people in my tenure at refinery. You're not weird. 
I feel like I don't know how to talk to people. I'm like, I guess you put a lot of podcast. Don't, don't do this with me. We don't talk about that. My mom is like, my mom's like, I was like, mom, I'm the type of person that always likes advice. I'm like, mom, if there's one thing you can change about me, what would you think it would be? Don't say that. Don't ask me that. I know, but she's like, uh, you get really nervous when you go on dates. I'm like, I don't know. Who doesn't? Everyone does. No, it's normal. I guess it's because like you put this pressure. It's like, is this the person that's the one? But why would you ever do that? Ever. That, that's the mistake. You cannot do that because the right person will be the right person and you will find the right person and he will be yeah. your person. But like, you cannot go into a date being like, is he the one? That's crazy. That's crazy because yeah. you're putting way too much pressure on him and, and yourself. Because yeah. if you're putting that, th- those stakes are that high, then like, you're not going to act, your, you're not going to act like yourself because you're going to yeah. be like, I have to act perfect so that he way he doesn't think of this. Yeah. Like you need to go into a date being like, this is going to be a fun little interview with each other, with a drink. If it goes well, great. We'll talk more. If it doesn't, see out, find the next guy. Yeah. You've got to lower the stakes for yourself. Yeah. You will. Because also the desperation, like people smell it. Love it. Okay. So question, what about um, like guys liking your story? I mean, looking at your story or liking your posts, do you think that like guys care about that? Do you think that if like you like a guy, you're obviously like, oh, I hope he looks at my story. I mean, I, I feel like for you, it might be different because you have so many people looking at your story and liking your post. But do you feel like, what about for the people that are not? I think like I get to have too many, I have 15,000 people watch my shit. I can't, I don't get, I don't get, I don't get that anymore. That's over. It's yeah. sad. It really is. I think about it. Of course I think about it. I'm like he ghosted me because he still watch. But I think for me, it's also tough because who I put on social media is a, my job. Mm. And I think that sometimes guys don't realize that or like, they're like, whoa, you know, like when I talk about sex and stuff, but like they have to realize that it's my job. I'm like, it's, they're not my audience. So I honestly, when I think about social media, I really actually try not to think about the guys that I'm looking up with or liking or whatever. Yeah. Of course I notice if like the guy like likes my post, but when I think about my stories, I can't, I try to actually really just not think about anyone because then I'm not going to post what I genuinely want to post right because then you're not speaking to the audience you're kind of being more shy and like nervous about totally. I feel like that I, I stopped giving a shit about what people thought about my stories is when I started to really you know grow because I just was like I'm it's just so limiting if you're always worried about what people think about you in life in general you just have to like literally not give a fuck yeah I love that you're so like that, that uh, I don't give a fuck kind of thing. Um, cool. I love that. So can we talk really briefly about like building a brand? Um, what would you say to people that, I know you're like an expert in that. Like, what would you say to people that want to create um, content, want to, you know, build a brand? Like, what would you say is like the things they have to do or should do, um, especially from the fact that you grew organically and like build this persona and build this brand? Yeah. I never really went into it being like, I'm going to build a brand. I really didn't. Like I never really, I never, I, I was like doing a persona and like, it just happened to like, it really, and it, and I didn't happen overnight and I wasn't like woken up. It's, I, I honestly, like, I feel bad because like, I'm sure it's like, feels like so much pressure to be like, I have to build a brand, but like based off of like my friends that are influencers and just like people in general, like I don't think people are like, I'm going to build a brand. It's like, I'm going to make content that I genuinely love to make. And I'm going to make it that, and I'm going to make it have a certain like niche or area of expertise. Right. Like, I think like having a niche being really specific in what you post and not being, because I think people are like, well, I don't want to be just known for this and boxed in for this. It's like, no, I mean like confidence, like 
feels very specific, but really like confidence is in every part of your life. So it's um, like relationships, it's in fashion, it's in everything. Literally everything. Like, like, so like yeah. I just think like for me, like, I think it was like really zeroing in on like, I remember I was like, I'm the queen of confidence. And I was like, cool. Like, I was just like, I decided. No one said no to me yet. Um, but I was like, I'm the queen of confidence and I'm going to read every book and I'm going to rehearse about my speech, my spiel. Like, I'm going to know every fucking thing there is to know about being confident because I'm going to be an expert in this and I'm going to help people become confident. And that's why people come to my page. Yeah. And so like the dating show, like it's, 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 it really sits perfectly within the brand because I'm not a dating expert, but really what the show is about is being confident. It's like, if I can go in front of 30,000 people on a live blind date on Instagram, you can fucking go on a video chat date for 45 minutes privately. Right. Yeah. So like, that's the point of the show. It's like to inspire women. Like it's not a big deal. Like you're beautiful and amazing. Like think about that show that there's no editing in my live show. Like think about me sitting there alone in my apartment with all those people watching, not knowing who the guy is like, which is also why I think like you saw a difference between me in the first and second date. The second date, I was way more relaxed and I knew the guy. I didn't have to worry about our chem- who he was. Like I knew about him, but the first date, it's like, it's fucking intense. So that's why it's like, you shouldn't be afraid. If I can do it, if I can literally put myself out there like that, anyone can do it. So I think what the brand thing is like picking a niche, being really specific, don't fucking focus on anyone else. Don't focus on anyone else's follower count on anyone as anyone else is doing only focus on what you're doing. And someone said that someone asked me a question. They said, like, how do you set yourself apart Mm. from others? And I said, I never think about that because I never think about others. I only think about the work that I could be doing. I'm not thinking like, how can I be different than this influencer that? No, never. No, because I am different. I'm me. I have nothing to do with them. So only think about how, like, I'm like, for example, like I'm posting a picture tomorrow. I'm like, okay, how can I make this picture so fucking epic and iconic? Like, what can I do? I'm not looking at what other people are doing because no one is me. And I think that if you apply that idea to every facet of your life, like you will become really confident and really just stop caring what people think because they're just not you. And you know your truth and you know, like how you can be the best version of you. Right. And as like a content creator, like for yourself mentally, like when you wake up, you're, you're like you say, this is your job. This is your business. When you wake up, like what's that routine for you? Do you like wake up, like have a morning routine? Then you sit down and like, I'm going to create content. Like what does your day look like? Because obviously we see the Instagram, but what's that like behind the scenes? Yeah. I mean, it's like a lot of juggling, honestly. Like I'm going to hire someone. I'm in the process of hiring someone because it's, it's, it's just been really crazy like it like I said it just it's grown so fast like there were there was a moment where like two months ago I was like or a month ago where I was like okay I think I'm gonna make a TikTok dance like whatever now it's like I haven't I haven't TikToked in two weeks like I haven't had the time to really do it and I don't even do dances anymore I I do more like how-to and help self-help videos but like I just like I honestly don't know where the fuck my day goes. Like, I genuinely don't know. I wake up at 7 a.m. I work out every day at 7.30 and I literally don't know. I mean, today I did a photo shoot and I try to get tons of content because I want to post a picture for Let's Fucking Date tomorrow. And then I have to work on Let's Fucking Date. I do tons of podcasts. I love talking to people. I probably spend way too much time on my DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to hire a team and I have a lot of branded deals coming up, which is great because I have to make money. Yeah. But it's like, I take those very seriously. I really try to think of like how I'm going to shoot it. How, what is the idea? How is it going to really tie, like tied close to SFK and what she represents? 
Right. Because and uh, you you had a job before. What was the internship that you had for? Was Refine29 or something? I worked at Refine29 for three and a half years. I was started as an intern and, and left as a producer. Wow. So what was that like experience like for you? Like, did that really lead you up to kind of being able to do this on your own? It was ever, it was like, I mean, it totally shaped me. Like I became a producer there and I was on, on camera host and like everything. Like that job was like, I, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now if I didn't have that job. Right. It totally like taught me everything I know. It was just like, I was ready to, to take the leap and really just like focus on my own brain. Cause like, that's what made me the happiest. Yeah. I find it so awesome. Like I'm a woman of faith and I find it so awesome. Like when things just really align perfectly and beautifully, like how, when you were young, like you were saying, I want to be an actress and how your parents were like, but also create your own. And it's, it's interesting how you then end up creating a persona, like you said, and right. essentially did research on your role and then created that content around your role of like being an actress, which you are, you're acting and it's just beautiful. It's really beautiful. And I'm like so happy I found you because I think you just emulate this like awesome light. I remember finding you and I was at, I was still in New York. This is like way before quarantine. And I go, these are the kind of people I want to have on my show. Like, yes. Like just the way you shine so beautifully and like so shamelessly. And at that time I was feeling really insecure. Like and you know, like I'm also a Latina woman. Like we're beautiful. Like really? that's the you know, drop, drop, drop dead gorgeous. You're so personable. I hate that you think that you're weird. Don't fucking say that you're perfect. You'll make the mistake of criticizing themselves in front of me. And I'm like, do you know who you're literally talking to? You think you're gonna let I'm gonna let you say that? I know. I know you're so no cute. I know. I believe in manifestation and I believe like, like I'm not, a, I'm not a woman of faith, but I believe in manifesting. Yeah. I believe in love. I believe if you want something and you really want it, you will make it happen. You have to fucking put in the work. And I met a lot of people throughout my whole life, but especially throughout, you know, being in the workforce that don't want to work, that they're fine. Like they cash in the check and they're yeah. chilling. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not that person. Yeah. I'm like, it comes as no surprise that like I became who I am. And, but that's also because like, I just was like, there's no other, there's no an option. Yeah. There's no option to not become like who I want to be. Yeah. Like, it's just like, there's not an option. Like I have to do it. There's like, so I have to do everything I can. I and I think like, also you know, like, find a balance of like taking a mental health day and like, because I think with quarantine, it's like, we don't have like, you know, I mean, I was a freelancer before, but still like, I don't, I don't feel like I have like, for example, like last night I was working until 10 PM because I was live for two hours. And like, like I was working all day until 10 PM. Like I don't, I don't, I need to know how to balance, you know, the, like the personal and the, the work, especially in quarantine. Right. And I was just going to say really fast. Um, it's interesting. I feel like it's really important who you have around you. Like they always say, like, who are the yeah. people that are around you? Um, <laughs> huh? You're like, all <laughs> I know they always say like, it's really important who you have around you. And I think it's really important also, I think as like a strong, independent, confident, visionary woman, I think what happens a lot is that people can get intimidated by that. And we yeah. try to beak ourselves down yeah. to kind of fit in somebody else's vision of what's safe for them. And then like you start kind of playing life a little small because you're trying to make sure that other people feel comfortable around you. So yeah. do you ever feel like you get criticized for being too much? Like, do you feel like people Are you kidding me? I get so many DMS from people being like, 
when I first saw you saw your account, like I hated you and now I love you. And I'm like, yeah, fucking like get in line. Like everyone says that. Yeah. I mean, I, even like my, my close friend, especially my guy friends, that to me was like, of course, like my best guy friends were like now were like loving me, commenting, supporting, live, everything. Like it took them, it took them some time to come around to me. Like they like when when I moved to New back to New York after I graduated Duke, like there were boys that obviously like I grew up with that I knew from the city, but like we weren't really friends. And then like we started like mingling friend groups, whatever. And like I just remember this sense of like opposition to me. Like not really, but it was like this like intim I didn't realize at the time and I realized it's like they were just really intimidated and like didn't know how to deal with someone who was just so sure. Yeah. And so like, you know, um and like I think now they like one, they, they know that, you know, it's, I think that they're just more proud that I like made it into something that's so beneficial for others, but also just like, I think that it's just like, everyone has said that about me that I'm so extra and like that I'm so much and whatever. And I'm like, if you actually took the time to get to know me, like you would know that first of all, women, men don't get called extra men don't get called any of those things. Like, like it's such a fucking sexist thing. Like, I can have a big personality, but our fucking president literally can say, I'm going to be president. I'm going to make America great again when he has absolutely no qualifications to do so. But a woman walks in a room and is like, I'm going to be a CEO one day. You know, people are like, well, did you go to business school? Like, what do you, like, you know what I mean? It's like, no, like fucking say what you want to say. And like men lean in all the time and women should too. Right. But I'm telling you my dating life besides my show is totally fucked. Like totally fucked. Like, and I know it. like, like, I just like, know it because this guy that I was seeing, like, he kind of ghosted me. And I, I realized I was like, it's just probably so hard to handle someone like me. No, it's that's not. Fine. I'm not going to let you say no, that. That's fine. Because I, that's fine. Because you, I need a real man that can, yeah. that can do. You need someone that like matches you. Right. And like, who isn't intimidated by my success and isn't like, and like, you know, but it, I haven't found that person. I don't want to find that person. Like, I don't want to find that person until I'm like 30. Same. But you know what? That person that matches you, but also like inspires you to be even more. You know what I mean? Like the way Kanye loves Kim, but Kanye that is, loves that is so cool. Kanye. Kanye loves her, right? Like she like, remember, like she had a whole trajectory there. So I'm kind of, I'm just chilling. But yeah. Same girl. I, but you know what? Like you're just growing, you're doing your thing. Um, just the last question, because I know you're busy, but I just have one more like question. It's like, have you ever felt like you had like an overshare? Like, were you ever like, oh, I don't know if I can share this? Like, do you ever feel like this is too much? Or maybe you were on a live and then it was like a too much, like, and then thought about it later on. Like, has that happened to you? Honestly, no. I'm really, really trained. Like I I I spent a lot of I was like I, I was on the live team at Refinery for two and a half years. So I'm like really trained at live. Like I know I'm like also media trained by my parents. Like I'm really good at like being very sensitive. And that was like a big part of like why I love refineries. Cause like I felt very educated and about just like, you know, language choices and you no know, understanding your privilege is like me as like a white woman, as someone who's privileged, like, and has money. Like there's a lot of things that I'm very aware of. And so when I speak, I'm just like, I try to be very cognizant of that. Um, so I haven't had like a major slip up yet. Wow. But, so is that something that you should be like, for people that are going on live and want to have like some pointers, what would you say? Is just like, I'd say be yourself, but also just like, I always, how I approach content is like, 
I just try to think of like, okay, like who could be offended by this? Not in the sense of like, I'm trying to censor what I'm doing, but like when quarantine, for example, for when quarantine first happened, someone sent me a mask to put on my face. It's at SFK. And it was at the time where like N95 masks were like nowhere to be found. Like people were like, like there was no masks anywhere. So but, but I felt like someone could see me as trying to make like a mask, like a cool thing. This was like right in the beginning of quarantine, right? Like we didn't really even know yeah. if we should be wearing masks. Like it was totally unclear. Yeah. And I didn't want people to think that I was trying to be like chic masks, like making, trivializing it, making it seem like a whatever thing. So I really thought long and hard because I wanted to post a picture because it was fucking sick. And, you know, I like anything with my initials on it, but I was like, I'm curious how I can what is the language that I'm going to use here where people aren't thinking that I'm just making this into like a fashion statement, like whatever, like look at my personalized mask. So I wrote, I said, which was true. My friend sent me this mask so I wouldn't take a real medical one from people that actually need it. It was like something that like along those lines. So that's what I'm saying. I'm always thinking like, how can this be perceived? I'm super fucking extra. And like, I love pushing the limits, but I'm very careful to think, let's check our privilege here you know like always you know like and I see a lot of influencers who are like some of them are my friends and I'm like you didn't check it what are you doing like just like really the content they're posting is just so out of touch and so like like someone posted the other day like I really like miss my spa so much like oh I can't wait till it opens like oh like and I'm just like really like people are dying losing their jobs can't pay their rent like they're sick. Like this is not the fucking time to be posting a story about your spa appointment that you miss. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like always like checking, checking your fucking privilege. And I try to do that as much as I can. Wow. I love that so much. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. And it's so interesting because I, I obviously know you're a Kardashian fan now. I'm like a huge Kardashian fan. And that time where Chloe posted something, I don't remember, I think it was like a Halloween thing that she did. And everybody was like getting at her for doing that. And I just think that's super interesting. Um, Cool. All right. Well, I know you're a very busy person. Sorry, and- I know. I just like, I have another, I have, an, I have to go live literally so soon again. I can't. I can't wait to keep watching. And like, once this is over, I want to like hang out with you. You're like- so cute. I had so much fun. You're so great. And I'm yeah. so glad that I got to be on your podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. I can't wait to share this with everybody. I hope a wonderful the conversation. I love yeah. I love the conversation. It was really fun. Keeping a bad bitch. Huh? You being a bad bitch. Yes, exactly. Two bad bitches just chatting. <laughs> there you go, honey. There you go. All right, mama. Well, have a beautiful day and uh, thank you, you so much. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. All right. And there you guys have it. That was episode 48 with Serena fucking Kerrigan. And I hope you really enjoyed that one. It was such, honestly, like I was having a fangirl moment because To be able to get such an awesome person on the show, I was just so excited to sit down and talk with her. So I hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as I did. And again, it was recorded back in May, but it still holds content. I really wanted to put it out because it was such a good episode. And I mean, hello, like to get her on my show was just such an honor. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, share it with a friend, um, post it on social media, like, subscribe, review, all the good stuff. And I'm going to be trying my very best holding to my integrity to be trying to drop an episode every single Tuesday like I was before. So I'm going to do my best to do that for you guys. I hope this episode inspired you. And just remember to keep on shining because you are a badass. You're amazing. All right. You got this. And if no one's told you today, 
You are loved, you are chosen, you are enough. Take space in this world, leave your mark because you are amazing and you're meant to be here, right? Love you.